Hi everyone, this is Alan Borhill, your latte-loving executive producer for Inspired Intentions. Health and wellness is behind everything we do here at Skyterra, and that is more important now than ever. As many of you may know, we record a lot of these podcasts ahead of time, and today's podcast was recorded well before COVID-19. I just wanted to take a second to send you all a message from the entire Skyterra family. We hope this podcast finds you well, brings you some hope and peace today. Enjoy. Welcome to the Inspired Intentions podcast with Skyterra Wellness. If you've been too busy and not taking care of yourself, it's time to reset habits and plunge into your new normal. I'm your host, Jeff Ford, and I am here today with my co-host, Rachel Colosino. Hello, Jeff. Hey. How are you? I am doing wonderful. Great. This is going to be another great episode. Another great episode. Cannot wait. Do you have something for me? I have a sound for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. Did you hear that? I did. What was that? That was coming from our guest today. Oh, wow. And we're so excited to have Lori Mansky here on the air. Hi, Lori. Hi. Hey, Lori. Hello. Welcome (laughs) to the Inspired Intentions podcast. Is this your first time? Yes, it is. Oh, wow. Thank you for having me. So welcome. Yeah, thank you. And so Lori, in addition to being a yoga instructor at Skyterra, is a sound therapy expert. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And yeah. Lori, what was what was the sound that you just played for us? Those were um, some weighted tuning forks tuned to um, 128 and 136. Um, and the two together actually offer a binaural beat. So if you noticed um, alternating sound in your mm-hmm. ears, that's what that was. So we're going to learn about everything sound today. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. And I'm actually pretty privileged yesterday to prepare for this podcast. Mm -hmm. Lori did some sound therapy on me. How did you like it? I, um, as we've talked about before, I sometimes have difficulty relaxing, Mm. especially when I'm not doing anything. Makes me a little bit antsy. And what what Lori was able to do to me in the sound therapy, Mm -hmm. I was immediately relaxed. And so we're going to talk about that experience today. And I think, Lori, you used the tuning forks during my therapy session yesterday, and you actually touched them to my body. Oh, wow. So I was able to feel the vibrations um, as you were working. And what was the benefit of that? So tuning forks can come weighted or non-weighted. The weighted forks are used on top of the body. Um, and they and those, you can feel the vibrations. Um, non-weighted forks are going to be a higher frequency and be more audible. Um, and they still the sound can still penetrate through your body just differently. Hmm. Whereas wow. when it's placed on the body, those vibrations can bring a relaxing effect um, almost immediately to the area that it's applied to. Wow. And I did feel that. And so it sounds like we can use these tuning forks in different ways based off where we place them and at the different... How how do you, how are you measuring those? Is that like a volume perspective? It's a frequency, frequency or hertz. Okay, so you can kind of play with that to meet the individual where they're where they are and almost get a different response, but depending on how you use that frequency or where you place it. Absolutely, that's so cool. And the frequency numbers that you gave us were pretty specific. 
Um, It wasn't just like a round number. It wasn't like a hundred. Yeah, you think it'd be like a one to 10. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What were those again, Lori? The ones that I just played were 136 and 128. Um, And those, so 136 is considered an ohm frequency Hmm. um, or the sound of creation. Hmm. Um, And then the other one is considered an earth frequency. So the two of them together just gives a very balanced um, beat. Hmm. Very cool. And the ones that you played for us at the beginning, are they weighted or non-weighted? Those are weighted. Okay. And would our listeners feel any benefit of hearing that sound, you know, through their phone or through their speaker, however they're listening to this podcast? Yes. Oh, wow. And how would it benefit them? Well, in the same way that um, really listening to any therapy tool, um, it resonates with the body. Um, now that said, it's always a little stronger live, uh, but I've listened to many things um, over the internet, uh, CDs, and they've had wonderful effects with me. Um, but just through through my learning, I have found that live just amplifies. It's um, almost like you feel the vibrations more, for yes. sure, and it like it almost gets a little bit more connected. Yes, and more like, personal. Mm. Okay, yeah. So what, we kind of dove right into sound therapy. What is sound therapy? So the entire universe has a vibration. Everything within the universe has a vibration, inc- even, including Even us. our executive producer? Does he have a vibration? <laughs> he does. Oh, wow. Is it a good vibration? Probably a good one. <laughs> Probably. But we don't know. The jury's always out on the executive producer of this Inspired Intentions podcast. So keep going. Yeah, you said, so the world has a vibration. We all have a vibration. And... Um, so even every cell, every organ vibrates to a different frequency. Um, and it it can vary among people, among parts of the body. Um, Hmm. so, so when your frequency or vibration is a little bit lower and you can feel that as well, when you're not feeling yourself, you're feeling Mm -hmm. a little tired or however, your vibration feels a little lower. And so you may that's even how you would classify that. being like tired or you're just a little more low energy, you're, then your vibration is, is lower as well. Yes. Okay. And not just tired. I, it, it can be um, an emotional state, depression, mm-hmm. um, you feel sadness. Out of balance. Yes. Yeah. Yes, oh, wow. absolutely. So the premise of sound therapy um, works through entrainment. You use higher frequency tools to raise the vibration and um, therefore entrain to the higher vibration within Hmm. and balance. So almost we can impact our emotions by using sound therapy is is what I'm hearing. Hmm. Definitely. Wow. What are some other therapeutic benefits to using sound? So emotionally, um, mentally, it can help bring you into focus. Um, And also some brain work um, the binaural beats can help train your brain to be more mindful, more um, have a better memory. Um, oh wow! It can really help induce those states in your brain, but also physically. Um, I've placed forks on burns and bruises, and I've noticed a much faster. Um, healing time. Really? Oh my gosh. So these tools that you have with us here today, whether it's the tuning forks or some of these uh, really cool looking bowls, they they basically have healing properties that aren't just 
uh, mental or emotional, but you've seen improvements physically. Yes. Yes. For the guests at Skyterra who come to one of your classes, um, I think you call it a sound bath. Mm -hmm. What, what, do I mean, and we can certainly talk through this session that I had yesterday because I think that was really interesting. But this doesn't involve a tub and a lot of people, does it? Does it, Lauren? And bath bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> it's very relaxing. Oh, wow. So a sound bath um, can be a variety of different instruments. I use quartz crystal instruments, but there are many others. Um, and basically you're flooding the space with these different frequencies and different sounds. And, um, it just kind of washes over the body. Um, sound penetrates through water rather easily and we are 70% water. Mm -hmm. So therefore our bodies are excellent, um, conduits for the sound. Hmm. Um, so, so a bath is going to, a sound bath is going to be very relaxing, Mm -hmm. generally speaking, um, and therefore help in a, emotionally. Um, mm-hmm. You may have some releases, emotional releases through that. Uh, a little less physically with the sound bath, whereas the, the tuning forks can get um, more precise mm-hmm. healing into the body. So it's almost like you can kind of trigger point some of that healing when you're using the tuning forks like individually with someone. Yeah. The sound bath is kind of more of that global, global technique. Absolutely. You took the words out of my mouth. Oh, we're so connected, we're Jeff. That's this right. This is so cool. <laughs> Man. The tuning forks also have higher frequencies. So they will, in addition to pinpointing certain areas of the body, mm-hmm. they also have a higher vibration. So they can raise different areas faster and mm-hmm. more in depth. That makes sense. When you have folks who are coming to you for a class where they're all going to be doused in the sound bath, do you plan out ahead of time what you're going to do? Are you able to feel the energy of the people who walk in and kind of go from there and and see how you can help in the best way? Yes. I would say every class is different. Um, I play the instruments in a fairly random order. Um, starting softly and ending softly and maybe being a little louder in the middle. Um, And based on how I see people reacting during, um, you are lying down, your Mm -hmm. eyes are closed, but um, sometimes I can sense some fidgety or something else going on and I may switch to a different instrument just to either relax the mood a little bit more Mm -hmm. um, or... um, maybe bring it up a little bit if I notice it's just a little bit too deep. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. So you're kind of playing off what people are giving you based off the the vibrations and, and basically the sound they might be feeling or not feeling. Correct. Very cool. Very this is cool. like an yeah. art. It, yeah, it Where really is. Where does somebody is. get trained to do something like yeah, this? Yeah, what's your background, yeah. Lori? Um, so I started with sound probably about six years ago. I attended a sound bath and had a very transformational experience um and that inspired me to um purchase a crystal bowl and Mm. i started with that and i would just play for myself and pretty soon i would play for others and the more i used that the better i felt and i noticed other people feeling better when i played around them um and then i happened to try out some tuning forks and then i noticed how much deeper those could go. Um, So I have taken um, two different courses in tuning forks. 
the um, the other instruments, I've very much self-taught. I just play a lot and What's well, so cool, Watch. you had a personal experience with it. I think like deep passions with many of our experts, when you have that emotional experience, you it almost motivates you more to learn kind of the art of, of sound. Do Makes you, you passionate. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And, and I'm wondering, do you use sound a lot um, in different moments? Like say you're having a stressful week yourself. Do you actively practice using some of these tools to kind of like help you along? Yes. Um, I will often start my day with a little forks in my ears. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You might be the first person on our podcast to start with forks in her ear. Yeah. That, that's, that's a so great cool. title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like it. And so you, you, you start it. with the forks. Where do you go after that? Um, and that depends if it, if it's just for a little relaxation. Mm -hmm. Um, I just spend a few minutes, maybe a couple of different forks depending on, um, what I'm looking for. Gotcha. So, so I should mention that these frequencies do align better with certain parts of the body. Um, and those, so if I'm feeling, um, let's say anxious, what if you're like anxious or stressed? Is there a specific one for that? Yeah. Cause I think a lot of our listeners feel that way quite often. And so I think yeah. they'd be interested on how like sound could help that specific symptom. Okay, so if I'm feeling anxious, I'll probably start with weighted forks mm -hmm. and play them and, and place them on my forehead or around my temples. Mm. Oh. Um, and then I'll move to more of a higher frequency fork um, that I can entrain in my ears um, with a higher frequency that um, is really helpful for. Is that, that the part. one you're holding right now? Yes. Do you want to play it real quick? I would love to. Wow. Hmm. That to me sounds like a very pretty sound. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very different than the one we kind of led with yeah. today. Very, and that's the main difference between the weighted and non-weighted as far as how it's audible. Hmm. Dang. I almost experienced some kindness from that sound. I don't know. You guys uh -huh. all know how sensitive I am. <laughs> um, and kind. And, and, well, occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are some other instruments that you use? So um, I typically use quartz singing bowls, or I also have a, a pyramid, um, but um, I have a Tibetan singing bowl as well, which is made out of brass. Hmm. Um, and those are the, the main ones that I use, but there are so many different Lori, what's a singing bowl? Um, well, that is any bowl that is used for sound therapy. Um, typically, they are going to be made of brass or the quartz. Hmm. Um, and are those the main two types like it's either brass or quartz in most cases any other outliers like we can't just grab a random bowl or anything i don't think you'd have the same effect with a random okay. bowl just yeah. check it yeah. our i can see our listeners trying right now because <laughs> this is really intriguing and they might be feeling anxious mm -hmm. and so they might be trying to find an instrument um but but keep going would you like to play the brass bowl so yes. we can experience that and then mm -hmm. maybe see the difference with the other one That's so cool. And Lori, what benefits does that brass singing bowl have for people? Um, so 
it's not going to have, um, it doesn't have a specific frequency. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to have the same sort of precision um, healing that some of the other instruments like a, have. Like these tuning forks we've chatted about. Mm. Yes. Okay. Um, but as you may have noticed, it does bring a sense of relaxation. Mm. Um, and Yes. That's awesome. Yeah, I could definitely feel that when yeah. we went with the bronze bowl. And then the brass. 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 What's the difference between that and the, um, did you say it was crystal or quartz? Yeah, so um, they're 99.99% quartz crystal. Hmm. Um, and this, so the celluline structure of crystal is similar to our cellular structure, hmm. um, which I, I don't know, I've always gravitated towards the crystal as a, a medium for myself. Um, and I just find it resonates well. Um, so I can play this for you. Great. Um, so this is an F sharp, which um, kind of corresponds to your higher heart. Hmm. Um, if you'd like to sit back and relax yeah, and heck see yeah. how this feels. Very distinct difference, actually. Feels very clar- uh, clarifying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just want to describe for our listeners what what Lori's doing. So she has um, this. It's a white crystal bowl. Um, it has kind of tall sides, and the instrument that she played it with it has a wooden handle and a purple rubber ball on the end. And she drew, she took that um, handle with the rubber ball and she sort of dragged it around the outside. Am I describing it right? Yes. She dragged it around the outside You're of so the bowl. so perceptive. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was a reason you were my co-host. <laughs> and the once you started playing it, the sound stayed, um, even when you stopped playing it, which I thought was really it interesting. Almost, did it ramp up a little bit? Mm-hmm. Like kind of once you hit that release, it's it's still going up, it feels like. Mm-hmm. For a short time, short time before it starts to go back down. Hmm. And I, I mean, you've noticed now, if I were really, um, if I had spent a, a, a minute going around, mm-hmm. it would have lasted much longer. It would have gotten much louder. Hmm. Wow. You know, I I had the sound therapy yesterday and then I experienced sound therapy in one of your restorative yoga classes. And then you actually did it at the close of one of our all hands meetings at Skyterra, but I never had my eyes open. I never actually saw what you were doing. So it's really neat to see how you actually play it. Yes. And you experienced three different ways that I use sound um, at Skyterra. Mm-hmm. So my restorative and sound class, I apply tuning forks to the body while you're in certain restorative positions to help aid in the relaxation um, and if I know someone has a particular ache or pain, I'll make sure to place it there to try to relieve some of that um, wow. muscle ache. So there's almost like a prescriptive nature to all of this, like we've been uh, discussing. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Lori, can we talk about um, what you do when you work one-on-one with people and what you specifically do when you're giving someone sound therapy? Sure. So um, I work with an... Uh, energetic system within the body, the chakra system. Um, So I will generally have someone lay face down on a massage table, and I may play a a bowl to kind of set the tone and get 
the person relaxed. Um, and then I will start um, with the forks at the base of the spine. Um, and I will move up the chakra system using different forks um, at each energy center. Um, and then once I reach the crown of the head, I'll go back and um, place the weighted forks. And I have one for each chakra there as well. And I will place one of those on each center. Um, and then I'll have you turn over and go down the body and finish grounding at the feet. Hmm. And when you're, so for our listeners who don't know, can you give us like a 10 second definition of what a chakra is? Two, $2 definition. Oh, $2. Well. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll and 10 seconds. That there would you be go. Epic. <laughs> so a chakra is a whirling energy center. Um, and we have seven main ones in the body, but really hundreds, thousands. Okay. Um, but we generally use the seven main ones that travel up along the spine um, to the crown of the head from the base. So there's a position kind of up the vertebrae for, for each of those seven chakras? Yes. Okay. Now, are you, I'm just interested, like we've got a few tuning forks here. So is there any like... Can I use 12 tuning forks or is seven kind of like tap out when you're working on someone? Um, so I would use the seven specifically to target those parts of the body Okay. Um, for both weighted and non-weighted. Um, and those are the ones I primarily use. Mm -hmm. But now the ones I played at the beginning, those are not um, part of a chakra frequency. Gotcha. So I, but I still use them to again, get different frequencies mm. into the body. Okay. So again, we all vibrate differently and all of our organs vibrate differently and our base frequency is going to differ among person, among body part. And now when you're trying to figure out that personalization to it, we've discussed this a little bit. Are you just reading emotion? You're reading how they're coming in and then adjusting based off your experience? Somewhat, yes. Okay. Yes. And this may sound corny, but the Go forks kind of tell me when they're ready to move on. That does not sound corny. <laughs> I think anyone who's good at what they do use a line like that. Yeah. For sure. Uh, I mean, I know I experienced that in fitness. Is yeah. I, I know, you know, how I'm going to approach each individual and, and maybe what exercises are going to be right for them. Uh, and I can pinpoint whether someone should squat to 90 degrees or below parallel. So I, I definitely get that. And when you're passionate about what you do, you you feel connected to the person. And I definitely felt that connection when we were working together yesterday. Can you explain, you explained to me yesterday in such a beautiful way, um, the power of sound. And you were actually using examples of um, uh, mothers singing lullabies to their babies and the power that words can have. And it was just, it really made me think about things in a different way. Will you share that with our listeners? Sure. <clears throat> I'll try to explain it um, as eloquently. Um, <laughs> so, I, I mean, we can discuss so many different kinds of sounds that can be applied therapeutically. The voice being one, um, mothers singing to their babies or... Um, there's a lot of research done about playing certain kinds of music with a baby in the womb. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I even went on to discuss the vibration of words, mm -hmm. um, which I've always found very interesting. Um, there's a, a Dr. Masaru Emoto. He did some studies with frozen water and mm. would write words, for example, love, 
and hate. And then look at how the structure of the water crystal changed. And the word love would produce these beautiful geometric structures, whereas um, lower vibration words like hate would produce like more of like an ink blot. Hmm. Whoa. Um, yeah. That's and really nobody's interesting. messing with that. Basically, this guy is just drawing words and then it changes what we're seeing. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And we talked to you about how mathematical and precise words can be and how mm-hmm. sound can be. And then I think that comes back to too how each of your forks is measured to a very specific frequency. Mm-hmm. So, um, so this I found interesting. Um, Pythagoras, uh, you may know him for the Pythagorean theorem, um, a squared plus b squared equals c squared. There it is. So, Whoa. Um, so he's, he's very well known for mm-hmm. being um, a mathematician, but he was also one of the first sound therapists. Um, he would use set intervals and, he, uh, and whatever those were at that time, um, and he would give soul adjustments. Um, wow. So How long ago was this? Was this like 100 years ago? Uh, BC. Not BC. Okay. I mean, wow. This, wow. So this is a long this, time ago that there yes. was an introduction of, of sound therapy. And the yes. power of sound. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and coming from a mathematician and a scientist, he had a very specific linear way of looking at it. Um, and that's and probably why the frequencies aren't on a one to 10. Probably. Probably. Right. Right. 128 and 136. Is that what we had earlier? That's mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. So there, there is a lot of thought and almost there is science behind. And precision. Uh, mm-hmm. Sound therapy. Yes. Um, and speaking of his, the history of sound therapy, um, we can find instruments dating almost as far back. Gongs um, mm-hmm. as well, thousands of years ago, um, originating in, in China and now are, are pretty well known throughout the world. The Tibetan singing bowls are probably around 5,000 years old. Wow. Um, yeah. I, um, so sound has been, and sound as therapy has been around for a long time. And it's, I would say, recently made a comeback in the last 180 to 100 years. Very cool. Now, with sound therapy and uh, in, in, in thinking about it, should, should someone start doing this on their own? Should they work with a professional? What, what does that kind of look like? Because I think what's so interesting is like the power of being in these yoga positions when you teach it. How, how would someone start to kind of get involved in something like this? What would you recommend? So I think it depends on what you're looking for from the sound instrument. Um, So if you are looking maybe for a meditation tool or a way to relax for yourself, um, a bowl is really nice. I often play one before I sit down to meditate just to get my brain in that frame of mind. so that's that's a great place to start if if that's you know if right you're looking kind of for that mm-hmm. just kind of start there yes okay. for focus and clarity mm-hmm. 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 Um, forks you can experiment with forks but I would probably do a training or go to a professional okay. to get the most results um, and that said and for myself as well when I am really looking for sound therapy I will go elsewhere mm-hmm. because it's very hard to be in that state of receiving while you're doing the work. 
Hmm. Totally get that. That's like trying to write your own training plan. Oh, yeah. Never goes well. No. I Never goes well. You definitely, you write that hard workout and then somehow you just push it to the side. Don't include stuff you need to work on. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you don't go after what's called your goats. That's right. Yep. But it sounds like similar overlap yeah. with sound therapy. Lori, um, are we affected only by sounds that we can hear or are we affected by sounds that we can't hear? We are definitely affected by sounds we can't hear. Um, and I don't know the range of our human... Um, like capability? Right. Okay. Uh, but there are um, sounds both lower and higher that can be very therapeutic. Uh, in fact, um, ultrasounds are sound waves. Oh, wow. So when... Kind of makes sense based yeah. off the name. Yeah. Yes, it does. It does. And those are going to be a lower frequency to the point where you can't hear it but it mm -hmm. obviously does what it needs to do mm. wow so my my daughter mia wasn't hearing the sound when we were doing the ultrasounds is that correct that i don't know You're in utero sure. i i don't that's I don't an really interesting know. well i think what you said earlier sorry i had to talk about my daughter for have a second. to do it um she was saying how uh sound in the womb where like we were we were told to read books to her and mm -hmm. that she could hear so Yes. It, it just, the debate is whether that ultrasound actually does provide sound to the mm. baby. And it may. Um, mm -hmm. You figure, you know, the womb is a different type of um, environment. Cavity? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a tough one to describe. Any, anyone would have difficulty there. Yeah. Environment, cavity, I think we did well. Yeah. I think so too. <laughs> so, so we don't really know what a baby can hear. Mm. We know it can hear voices and mm. music. Yes. And, but maybe in utero, you are more sensitive to these sounds. Mm. Makes sense. Lori, if someone is looking, um, like Jeff was saying, for, for sound therapy at home, is there anything they could do online? Um, yes. Um, so there are teachers that have um, audible sessions that you can find, um, whether it's tuning forks, there are plenty of um, bowls used on YouTube. Um, there's different CDs. Uh, so it, it is very accessible. Uh, again, I think live is always nicer. Of course. Um, and you can check in your area. I think sound baths are becoming quite common in at least big cities and a lot of smaller cities as well. So you know, take a look around and see what your area has to offer. It might make sense to start live too, because then you get to learn about it a little bit more with a professional right there. And then you can know almost what to look for online that might be give you that same uh, sort of release and that, that feeling that you got within that in-person session. Yes. Good point. There's also something really special about having a group of people together mm. and experiencing the same thing. Um, so yeah, I definitely would. I, I think we see that lie. at Skyterra oh, in sure. general. Yes. You know, it's almost so that the this can community. enhance the community feel yeah. even, even stronger. Cool. So Lori, I think we should end with the sound. Um, which do you think would be a good way to, to send our listeners off? You know, they're all wonderful. Um, let's go back to the. I knew she was going to choose that one. Of course. <laughs> she was talking about it earlier. All right, everybody.
Beautiful. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today, Lori. It was great having you. Thank you so this much. Was super fun, Lori. It was. I've learned so much. Yeah. I know our listeners have too. Do you feel more relaxed, Jeff? I do. You know, I I really feel like each of these sounds impacted me. Yeah. For the better. Yeah. Thanks, Lori. The Inspired Intentions podcast is a production of Skyterra Wellness. Special thanks to our vibrating executive producer, Alan Broyhill. Send us your questions and comments to inspiredintentions at skyterrawellness.com. Review us, rate us, give us five stars on iTunes and everywhere podcasts can be found. And you're, if you're not going to rate us five star, just keep it to yourself. Please. Please. <laughs> Join us next week as we cut through the unrealistic noise on diets and fitness and show you how healthy living fits seamlessly into your already busy life. Thanks, Lori. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Lori. Thank you. Thank you.